morning, everyone. Hope you have a wonderful day. We're coming to the conclusion of Tractate Nazar. We continue. We left off in the Mishnah on the bottom of 65b. So since he said in the beginning of the chapter, Aglayim Ledover, that there has legs to stand on, this proof, that's why he brings many things that have nothing to do with Nazir, but has the same concept, Aglayim Ledover, that, that, that there's proof. So here, in this Mishnah, we discuss the laws of Azov, Ganaria. So he says, Veshiva Drochim Beit Ginas Azov. Azov is examined in seven ways. Because if there's external factors that causes the flow to wider mission, gonorrhea, if there's external factors, then it doesn't become tummy. It's only if there's no, none of these seven external factors, then we say that it's tumor, it's impure. She says, when do we, when do we examine this the, with the, the Zav? Within seven ways. Actually, in this Ziv. As long as he has not been confirmed to be Tommy from Ziv. In other words, you only have to check it before he becomes confirmed as a Zav. He's a gonorrhea, one sighting, one thing, he becomes a Zav. And it's a very it's a very strict degree of Tumma. Even if not not only do you does he contaminate someone by, by contact or by carrying, even if by uh, sitting and lying, even if he doesn't touch it, a thousand mattresses, they all become tumbe. You know, but that's after even after one, one, one sighting of zav. He has a discharge, one discharge of zav. Now, if he sees twice, it could be the same day. But if he sees two sight, two flows of a zav, two emissions of a zav. Um, he has to count seven clean days and then he goes to the mikvah and then at night he is pure in spring water he has to go he can't just go regular mikvah it has to be living water spring water and then if he sees three flows even in the same day three different emissions then in addition to counting seven clean days the eighth day he has to bring a sacrifice and only then could he eat from the from the sacrifices in the town how long to when the same song how long will the wicked sing how long will sure it depends depends which the first flow the first experience it doesn't matter even if because of external factors he becomes a zav doesn't matter but nevertheless we do check to see if there are external factors and in a moment we'll see why why? If it doesn't matter, why? Why do you have to ex- uh, check? It doesn't matter. We're going to learn in a second. In other words, it's not a natural flow from the body. There's something that caused it. As the commissioner says, Michael, we check the Michael. Maybe he ate something. He ate drunk foods. Or Mishta, he drank something. Fatty meat, or milk, or cheese, or eggs, or old wine. Things that may have caused them to the flow of a ziva. Also, if you drink too much. Masa, he was carrying a load. Bekvitsa, he was jumping. Bekhaili, became sick. Or Bemada, he saw something. He saw a beautiful woman. Behirur. He was, he was looking at pornography. or Behirur, he was thinking lewd thoughts. So all of these things could cause him to cause this flow. So it's not a sign that there's anything defect in the body. It's just external factors. 
but you check him. Why do you have to check? First one, the first flow doesn't matter, even if external factors, he becomes a Zav. But the second flow, you don't become a Zav if it's called, you don't become a Zav that you have to count seven clean days, and you see two, if the second one is caused by external facts. Why do you have to check the first one if you become a Zav either way? Because in order for the third time, the, fir- the third time, if you see three, three uh, flows, you experience three, then in addition to seven clean days, you also have to bring a sacrifice. But that's only true if only if the first two, there was no external factors. If the two, there was no external factors, and even if the third, there is an external factor, it doesn't matter. He becomes, he rem- he's a Zav. We just said, listed seven things. He ate too much, he drank too much, he was lewd, he thought, uh, thought these are... None of this happened. He didn't eat anything. He, he was fasting like you all day. And he doesn't, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't see any lewd things. And there's nothing external. And suddenly he sees an emission. That means that there's a defect in the body. That means that's why he's contaminated. Yes. No, gonorrhea, that's only internal. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Internal means not Exactly. Internal, not induced. Exactly. So if the first two cases was not induced, then even if the third was, it doesn't matter. You become a full-fledged Zav in the sense you have to count seven and you have to bring a sack. But that's only if the first two were not induced. So that's why the first one, even if you see once you become a Zav, and it's only till that evening, it doesn't matter. And the severe sense of impurity, but you check, why do you check? Either way is a Zav. Because if there's going to be a third, is the first determines if it's induced or not induced, will determine if there's going to be a third. The second one you have to check because if it's induced, then you don't, you, you never reach the level you have to count seven clean days. So you have to check and make sure that it's not induced. Once he has been confirmed to be Tambe from Ziva in then we don't examine him. Once he's been determined two flows of ziva not induced then even if the third one was induced it doesn't matter not only does he have to count seven clean days he also has to bring a sacrifice his mishap or if he's in doubt in other words, even if the third one was was induced, one of the one of the seven things that he mentioned, he was forced, induced. It didn't happen internally. Or if he has a doubt, a seminal discharge, artamnes. All these cases are tough. What kind of a doubt? Maybe it's a seminal discharge, or maybe it's a gonorrhea discharge. All of these cases is tummy. Why? And that's why this Mishnah is here in Tractate Nazir, because Raglayim Ladover, there's legs to stand on. It's, it's, it's probably, all probability, it was a gonorrhea discharge. Because since you already had two, and the third one is a continuation of the other two. So likely, more than likely, the third one was the same category and the same type as the first two. So therefore, he becomes a full-fledged Zav. Not only does he have to count seven clean days without any discharge, but he also has to bring a sacrifice on the eighth. What is stem cell?
Whereas once you already confirmed these Azov twice, so therefore it stands to reason that even though there was external factors, but that's not what caused it. What caused it is the same thing that caused the first two discharge. That he has a defect inside. He's a guy, gonorrhea and he's impure. Then he says, Hamak is Havedra. If someone struck his, his, struck his, uh, another Jew, and they assess that he would die. And then his condition improved. He was let out of the hospital. And then then his, his uh, health turned around. And it worsened. And he died. He ended up dying. So you don't say that he didn't die from the original original beating. Because he got better. He was discharged from the hospital. In the ICU. And the next day he was brought back and he died. Question is, the one who hit him, is he guilty of murder? So we say, yes, he's guilty of murder. Why? The rabbis say, because surely it's from the original blow. And he was assessed to die from that blow. You only give a death penalty if it's properly assessed. If I hit him with a paper, and I gave him a paper cut, and he dies, it's not murder. You have to assess. What do you mean? It has nothing to do with me. I a paper cut. You don't die from a paper cut. But if they assessed him, no, you gave him a blow that knocked him out and that was assessed to die and he was in the ICU, then miraculously somehow he got better. But then he ends up the next day back in the ICU. We say, you know what? That's from the original blow. What happened in between? Sometimes people before they die get better. We see it all the time here on the Upper East Side. Largest concentration of world-class hospital where people unfortunately, tragically, we're here at the end of life of their loved ones. And they're here for many months, and suddenly they come all excited. Wow, you know, our father, our brother, our wife turned to, made a turn to the better. She's never looked so good in years, and she's going home, and he's going home. And excited. And unfortunately, two months later, they're back, and it's all over. Because a person rallies, you know, sometimes a person rallies. His last strength rallies, so getting better was his last hurrah. But he died from your, from your blow, and you're responsible. That's the rabbi's opinion. Chemiyem, Rav Chemiyem argues, says no. Patur is exempt. Shiraglayim l'dav, for it has legs to stand on. It's obvious that he didn't die from the original blow because he got better. Which transcends the essential powers. The very discretionary cases of raglayim l'dav. Now zaktigim mudr. I mean, no. Where do we know this in the case of zov? That the only zov, the only contaminate, the only impure. If there's no nothing induced. The gamari, nothing induced the, this emission. And how do we know that the third occurrence of Aziva, we don't have to examine him? Even if it turns out that there are external factors which you can attribute the emission to, it doesn't matter since twice he had an emission without external factors. And so, therefore, we can safely assume that. That uh, that uh, it's an continuation. The third emission also is not because of external factors, and therefore, even if you're in doubt, maybe it was just a regular nocturnal emission or or gonorrhea. We say no, it's gonorrhea. How do we know this? says says in the says in the 
someone who has an emission of ziva. So for the third flow, the law of a man is compared to that of a woman. It says, Vadava Benidasa. The Pasuk says, A woman who has a flow, it's a red flow, you know, blood. Vazava Zebe, a male who has a flow, a white flow of gonorrhea. Lazachan on the cable, male and female. So the Torah is comparing the two, the male to the female. So just like the female, just like the female, even if a woman has a flow of red, the blood, even because of external factors, she becomes Tameh. So too, the third flow of the male, even if, it's, even if we can attribute it, to external factors that cause the flow, that induce the flow. Nevertheless, we consider it. He's he's tummy. We consider it as 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 three flows, and he's a full-fledged zav. Where do we know that the pasuk is speaking about the third flow? Maybe even the first flow, or the second flow, because it says zav as zayvim. It says Zayv. It says like this. No, Zayv is, is a man. So Zav is the first flow. Zayv is the second flow. And then we say for a man or for a woman, after two flows, the third flow, we learn out from the woman. Just like the woman, if she sees three flows, doesn't matter if the external factors, no external factors, doesn't matter. So to a man, the third flow doesn't matter. Once the first two were established, we check, that's why we check the first one. Make sure there's no seven, none of these seven external factors that induced it. So then the third, it doesn't matter, even if it was, even if it seems it may have been induced, we say, no, it has legs. Surely this was a, a gonorrhea discharge which causes incurable. We learn we do check on the third discharge. But the V is in Beit The fourth we don't examine. Why doesn't Rabbelezer agree with the, with the Pasuk, with the Tanna? Why Rabbelezer? This is a novel opinion. Rabbelezer holds that even the third you have to check. He holds that even the third you have to check. If there's external, if you check and there's an external reason for the third flow, then he doesn't have to bring the sacrifice. It doesn't become a full-fledged Zav. You don't have to bring the sacrifice. If it's the fourth, once it's been three times, you have a chazaka, you have a presumption, it's already been established, only then, so even if the third, in other words, even if the third, you check, and there's an external, then the fourth one, then the fourth one, once you have three that were not induced, and he becomes a full-fledged Zav, right? So you have to count seven clean days. What if you see another emission during the seven days? 
then you forfeit the seven days. You have to start counting over again. You have to have seven consecutive clean days. So you would think, let's check. Maybe the fourth one that he sees during the seven clean days was induced. So maybe it should not interrupt the seven clean days. It doesn't matter. Once you have three, and now you have to count seven clean days, but we're not induced, and now you have to count seven clean days, even if there's external factors that causes the seven, after three times you say, okay, this is already established that it was not induced. And therefore it does interrupt the seven clean days, and you have to count seven clean days over again. But how does Rabbi Lezer not learn from the Pasuk? He just said the Brai Zay learned clearly from the Pasuk that after two flows, the third flow, the Torah compares the man to the woman. Just like the woman, it doesn't matter if there's external factors. If she sees blood, she becomes Tame. So to dissolve the third, the third flow, even if it's external factor, it should be Tame. But enters Ella. The essence can be fluky. The rabbis and Rabbi Lezer argue about the significance of the word S. It says, Vadova Benidasa, Vazov Es Zoyve. Rabbelezer expounds the word S. So S comes to add an additional flow. So only after three flows, Pasik is teaching me that only after three flows, and then you establish, and there's no, nothing inducing the gonorrhea. And therefore you establish that he's definitely a Zov. And then when he starts counting seven clean days and then he sees and there's external factor to explain the fourth, uh, the fourth flow. So you may think it should not interrupt the, 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 the seven clean days. So the Pasuk says, We compare the man to the woman even if there's external, it doesn't matter. It, it, it interrupts the seven clean days and you have to count over you need a new set of seven consecutive clean days. Versus the rabbis, they don't learn the word S to add. So the Pasuk only mentions two flows. Data is teaching us that after two flows that were established, they were not induced. And even if the third one is induced, it doesn't matter. When do you become a major? So after the first one, you just come in for one day. Severe tumor. But only one day, you go to the mikvah that night, you're pure. After twice, even in the same day, two, two, separate, uh, two separate flows, then you, become, then you need seven clean days. So you're full zav, full-fledged zav, with all the severity of a tumor zav, even if you lie in a thousand mattresses, all of them become tummy. After seven clean days, are gone. you have seven clean days, there was no emission, there was, no, there was nothing coming from you, then no flow, then you go to the mikvah, you After three times, in addition, the seven days you have to bring a sacrifice the next day the following so the Rebbe explains that the the first time the first time a person is tummy but naturally because since after the sin of the gold of the uh, sin of the original sin so evil became part of our system, just like a woman menstruates. Didn't happen before. It's only as a result of the sin of the of sin of the So evil became part of us. So that's why it doesn't matter whether you were forced or you weren't forced. It, it is external factors. You become of course external factors. You're born. It's nature. It's natural. Hashem brought the sham into the body. The body by nature is is, is, is degraded. And has filth in it, and is part of this coarse, crass physical world. You can't help it, even if you're innocent. The Torah says a child is born evil. You can't help yourself. It's just the way Hashem created us. The Yetzirah is part of our system. It's internal. You can't help it. So even if even if it's external factors that causes a flow, your tummy, we have that tumma built in within us. You can't help it. Second time, however, second time is a person only if it's done no external factors. It wasn't induced. 
Meaning a person who willingly and deliberately pursues a negative path in life. You sin deliberately and consciously and you induce it. It's not induced by anything external. You yourself choose to bring impurity on yourself. If you yourself bring impurity on yourself, no, it's on top, on the top of the fact that we're born. And we have an animal soul and an ego soul. You make it worse. You choose, you make terrible choices and you bring all this negativity upon yourself. You, you wreck yourself, right? You cause yourself such a level of impurity for seven, you have to have seven clean days. It, as much time as you did damage, you have to undo that damage. It doesn't happen overnight. You need seven clean days to unlearn all those negative bad habits. But after two times, after you've already brought it upon yourself, that even if the third time it's induced, it doesn't matter. Because now it's become already your habit. Now it's already become your nature. It's like a person who's, a, who's an addict. Once you made terrible choices, you become addicted, you can't even break it even if you want to. Yes, the addict is also forced. He can't help himself. But you're responsible because it's because of your poor choices that you made. The two times... That the third time, even if you're forced, it's your responsibility. Like Pyro was punished because Hashem hardened his heart. Why was he punished? Because why did Hashem harden your heart? Because of all the poor choices you made the first five times and all, all along. So now that you're out of control and you can't help yourself, it's your problem. It's your responsibility. It's your fault. And therefore, that's the severest level of tumor. Recovery has to be commensurate to the damage. As damaging as the damage was, the recovery has to be commensurate to the damage. Someone once came to the Alter Rebbe and he sinned terribly and he wanted to do tshuva. And Alter Rebbe says, you know, he was crying. Alter Rebbe says, you know, sorry, I don't accept the tshuva. It's not, the tshuva has to be commensurate to the pleasure. All the pleasure that you had, all the fun that you had in doing all this negative you also have to regret it the same depth, the same level. And you're crying, but you know, it's crocodile tears. You don't really... You enjoyed it much more <laughs> than the pain that you're feeling. And you kept on crying and crying. I was like, no, no, I don't, it's not, not enough. Until he was like almost fainted. He was crying so hard. I was like, okay, now, now you've undone, you've uprooted all that pleasure and all that fun, all that negativity... So it has to be commensurate. You can't just, uh, I'm changing. You know, all the damage that you've done, you have to undo. level of trivia would help even for the worst sin. It says that some sins are only death atones. There's nothing they can help. But if a person reaches a level of trivia, it says, I'm a different person. I'm, I even changed my name like, I'm not that person. That person doesn't exist anymore. Then you don't have to die because that person has to die. I'm a, new, I'm a new person. I'm not the same. Unfortunately, Hashem is authentic. Genuine. So you can't fool Hashem. Hashem is only the real deal. Hashem is the real deal. That's why Mashiach still isn't here yet. Because, you know, we're, we're going through the motions. We say we want Mashiach, but Hashem is genuine. Hashem is authentic. Hashem looks into a Jew's heart. The Rebbe said if there were 10 Jews in this world who wanted Mashiach, genuinely Mashiach would be here already. So the fact is that Mashiach isn't here yet. That means that, that you don't have yet 10 Jews who Hashem looks into their heart and says they really, really really mean it and they really really want it don't say don't say that it refers to a doubt whether he issued a ziv or not because if it's in doubt how could you say that he has to bring a sacrifice on the contrary, you have to be lenient. You're not allowed to bring a sacrifice if you don't have to bring one, unless you're certain that you have to bring one. 
Also, why would you interrupt the seven clean days? Whenever you're in doubt, you, you, you're lenient. Why, why are we saying? Because he has a chazaka. Chazaka is, if he's in doubt whether he saw or he didn't see, you have a chazaka, a healthy body, a healthy human being doesn't see. So if he stopped seeing already a few days and now he's in doubt, he saw, safely assume that he didn't see. So you shouldn't even interrupt the seven clean days. So what are we talking about over here? So what? Elevade Chazer. He surely saw. He definitely saw the, there was an issue of Ziva. What's the doubt? Safik The doubt is whether he saw because of the semen mixed with the Zava. Safik Or maybe it was an independent flow of Ziva. The stain containing both semen in his, on his garment, semen and ziva. And he's not sure whether the ziva was independent of the semen or whether it was a mixture. Now we learned elsewhere that a mixture, an issue of semen mixed with ziva, you only forfeit one day of the seven days. You don't forfeit all seven days. If it was just a ziva, an issue of ziva, then you forfeit all seven days. So now we're not sure. Does he, for, he definitely forfeits one day. But does he forfeit all seven days? He has to start counting another seven clean days and he remains with a severe impurity of, of Zav for another seven days? Or does he only have to observe one day? So that's what the Mishnah says. At once he was confirmed to be a Zav after two emissions, two flows. So therefore, in this case, we, we, we decide stringently that surely it was an independent flow and emission of Ganaria because Raglaimadavad has legs. Since he saw twice, surely, the, surely he saw a third time. Okay. So the Mishnah said the three situations in which we decide stringently. Once a person is confirmed to be a Zod. The final one is Sheikh Vazade Tameya. His seminal discharge is Tameya. Even for a non Jewish king, when Mashiach comes, he always distinguishes between the two. He says, Oyen Sayyid, Usveikai. Now, Sheikh Vazade Tameya. What do you mean, Sheikh Vazade? Why? What do you mean his, his seminal emission is, his semen is contaminated? If the mission is coming to say, that it communicates to me through contact, obviously. Me, God, she chazera the toy. Any semen, any semen causes impurity. If a person who is pure touches it, becomes impure. Ella zarishal zav metamibamas. The mission is teaching us that the semen of a zav has the severity of the impurity of a zav. Not only does it contaminate by touch, it even imparts impurity, even if you carry it without touching it, without directly touching it. It's sitting on top of a stone that doesn't receive impurity, but you're carrying it. So if you end up carrying this seminal discharge, even without touching it, you become impure. Versus semen of a pure person, only it's only through touch. Who is of the opinion that holds? Where do you find such an opinion? Gonorrhea, yes. But a regular seminal discharge, even by a Zav, that should have the severity of, this, of the tumma of a, of a Zav, that it should even contaminate and part impurity by carrying without touching. 
And then he has a and then he has a regular seminal mission where he had relations with his wife and he had a seminal mission. So then it does not contaminate by carrying only by touch, like, like any other person who had a seminal mission. Rabbi Shua argues, he says, no, it also that, that semen also contaminates even by carrying. Why? What's the reason? It's impossible to have at least some droplets of the ziva. By, by shooting out the semen, you also have some droplets of ziva. So it's not the semen that contaminates you, but it's the, it's the inevitable droplets of ziva that are mixed in, mixed in together. I have a meeting Okay. Tomorrow we're starting a new tractate. Rabbi Shua says it's not the semen, it's because inevitably a person who has gonorrhea is established, so therefore when he shoots out the semen, it's impossible, it's inevitable that he has some droplets. But he never said pure semen of Azov also has a severity of Azov. In other words, even if it's pure semen, without any ziva drops mixed in. But how is it possible? Yeah, Maybe say that we said it's impossible. If you have semen, you can't have one without the other. It means, what the Mishnah means is, we don't attribute the issue of ziva to a prior issue of semen. What he means is, what the mission is talking about, if first he had semen, and then, and then he had a flow of, of gonorrhea. So usually we say that if a person had a regular semen, and then within 24 hours he had a, a flow of a zav, of a zivo, so we say that it's not, we don't consider it a flow of ziva, it's just a continuation of, of the semen. So he says, our mission is coming to explain, that's only true if someone hasn't been confirmed as a zav. Once a person has been confirmed as a zav, so even the flow of ziva, which follows the emission, the seminal emission, we consider it as a flow of a ziva, because Raglayim has legs, since he already has been established as a zav, so even if it follows shortly after the seminal emission, we consider it like a zav. So it would, it would, it would erase the seven clean days. You have to start over again. Start over. In the presence of Rav wanted to say, The reason is because we, we assume that because of weakness that was caused by the seminal emission, seminal emission causes weakness. So therefore, that causes the issue of the ziva. So confirm zav. Confirm zav. We say that the, the uh, ziva flow that followed the seminal emission is a ziva flow.
words, he's saying that we do attribute the ziva that follows the seminal emission, it's induced by external factors. Since a seminal emission weakens a body, as the Rambam says, that's the reason the Torah says not allowed to masturbate, seminal emission weakens a body. And uh, he says a person who's, that's the reason for Alzheimer's and all the other problems, because people, uh, it weakens a person, it weakens your mind. People who have no restraint and uh, are over, overly active, it, it causes you, it depletes you. And it causes all sorts of illnesses and all sorts of problems. So because, so this induces, since it weakens the person, so this induces this resolve to have a flow. So it is induced by external factors like illness. But it doesn't matter. Once you already establish as a Zav, twice we learn, it doesn't matter if the third time happens because of induced reasons. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You're, still, you're still a Zav, and you become a third Zav. A third, you, it's considered a third, uh, third uh, mission, and therefore you have to bring a carbon. And um, if you see it during the, uh, during the seven days, it, it disrupts the seven days. You have to count another seven clean days. Okay. But we learned in the Mishnah Gersh and this guy, a convert who converts. He immediately contaminates with Ziva. A non Jew who had a seminal emission. And then right afterwards converts to Judaism and then had an issue of ziva. So even though we said that a ziva that follows a seminal emission doesn't count because it's external, it's induced because of the seminal emission. But nevertheless, a goy is considered like a zav and has a severe impurity of a zav. There's no greater illness than this in conversion. It's part of the question. Is there no great? There's no greater illness than this. If you're saying that a seminal emission weakens a person. It causes fatigue. So if anything, converting to Judaism would only add to the fatigue and the weakness. Because now you have all the mitzvahs. <laughs> like a boy becomes a mitzvah. <laughs> you had all this burden suddenly lands on your door. All of a sudden, like a pile of bricks, 613. Well, overnight, one minute, suddenly you reach puberty and suddenly you have this heavy load on top of you, 613. Surely it causes fatigue. And weakness. So maybe that's the reason why it caused the ziv. So why do you say it becomes contaminated by a ziv? So therefore, Rava rejects Rapapa's theory. So he says that the reason, you have to say the reason why a ziva flow that comes out of, after a seminal emission, does not make you into a zav, not because of weakness or because of uh, that's not the fatigue that's not the reason Ella rather and therefore he explains our mission differently Tanoi the Mishnah follows the following Tan we learn Tan we learn the Baraisa Sheikh Vazera Shalzah Matami Mazakam Meisleis 
semen of a zav contaminates through carrying if it was within 24 hours following the issue of ziva. So even though it's a pure seminal emission, it does have the same level of severity as a zav. That not only does it impart impurity by touching it, even by carrying it. <coughs> Rabbi Yaisi, amen. Rabbi Yaisi says, no, yoimai. Only during the first day of the issue. Only the same day. Not 24 hours, only the same day. But both agree, Rabbi Yaisi and, and the Tanakama agree, that semen of a Zav that was issued within a certain time, either within that day or 24 hours, does have the same level of impurity as the, the Ganaria Mishnah, the Ziva. That's what the Mishnah means, that semen of a confirmed Zav contaminates, even the pure semen, but only a confirmed Zav. If he's not a confirmed Zav, then we look at it as then it's just a seminal, a seminal emission. And it doesn't have, not have the severe level of impurity. But if it follows, so if it's already twice after two times, then it could be treated, then the, the seminal emission is treated like Micah Mifelgi. What are they arguing? The Rabbi, the Tanakama and Rabbi Yaisi. With the Shmuel. Shmuel Rami, Shmuel asked a contradiction. One, one hand, see if it says in the Pasuk, it's written if a person is not impure, who's not pure. He had an incident of the night, a seminal emission. He had relations with his wife. And then he's only pure that day, impure the following day until the evening. He goes to the mikvah and, and he's pure. That night he's pure. So it says clearly, only impure for one day, the day, the day of the emission. Mandam is the opinion who holds 24 hours. Dayik milifne said he infers. It says in the pasuk, lifne said towards evening. Does it say lifnes adiv? Lifnes itself means means the arrival of the evening. The day is coming to an end. Why does he have to say it's like almost like a double expression? Lifnes adiv. So it's coming to teach us that there's an additional time. Tait is adding an additional time period. That semen issued within 24 hours of a flow of ziva contaminates the same level of a ziva. Not only through contact, but also through carrying. Says a person mikre. Mikre means a seminal emission. Someone who's, who's not pure. That means it's an additional impurity. Besides the impurity of the seminal emission, there's an additional impurity, which is similar to a seminal emission, which is the flow of a ziva. So we learn the Pasuk is teaching us that someone who had an issue of ziva following mikre, after mikre, he had another similar emission, which makes him impure, which is the emission of ziva. So he's saying that then the seminal emission has the same level of impurity. 
as the ziva. On the contrary, first he had he was already impure. He had a ziva emission, and then it was followed by a seminal emission. So the seminal emission has the same level of impurity, but within which time time frame? So the literal meaning of the verse is until the evening, only that day. But the rabbis say no; it's it's an extra word lifnis adif. So it's coming to add a time. In other words, two twelve-hour periods, so twenty-four hours from when he saw. And the one who says lifnis adif. That, that uh, 24 hours, but it says Mikre Loila. It says also an incident at night, meaning only until the next nightfall, not 24 hours. So Amalach will tell you, It means that in general, when does a person have seminal discharge? Usually at night. He's just coming to, he's just he's saying that's usual. He's not coming to teach us. That he sees it at night, and it's only impure till the next night. No, it's 24 hours whenever he saw it. He's just saying the night because that's usual. Usually a person has relations at night. That's the modest time you have relations. That's when you have the seminal emission. So it's, it's not extra to come to teach us that if you see it at night, then it's only till the next night, meaning less than 24 hours. If you see any time of the night, and then by the next night you're pure, it means less than 24 hours. No. It's really a 24-hour period. He's just saying the night because that's the usual. Not coming to inferno. Time out. Saying that we that the reason why a, a ger becomes a zav immediately, even though he may have had an, uh, a seminal emission either within 20, 12 hours, yeah, right before he converted, because where do we learn that a zav? Where do we learn? That is a ziva that comes after a seminal emission is not does not uh, contaminate him is not considered a ziva not because it's like induced it was induced by the weakness of the seminal emission but it's something we learn from the Torah and therefore it only applies to Jews non-Jews even the ziva that comes after so therefore we don't say it's induced we don't say that it's a yes seminal emission weakens you but not to the extent that it weakens you to the extent that we can blame attribute the ziva to the, to the weakness to the fatigue it's only the Torah tells us we learn in the Torah that This Pasukatayda only tells us that first came the first came the uh, the ziva flow, yeah. and then mikre. Then he had a, a, a seminal emission, and then we say that the seminal emission has the same severity of impurity as the ziva, but not the reverse. If first you had the seminal emission, and then you had the sheikh vazera. And, and, and then you had the, uh, the ziva flow, then maybe you, it's not considered a sheikh vazera. Taisus brings a pasuk, the gzeris akasu, that teaches us that a, a ziva flow that comes after a seminal flow 
is not cons- not count as a not count as a ziva. Not because of weakness, it's induced. Where do we learn this from? It says in the pasuk in Sifri, it says, So we see that the keri exempts the ziva, twenty four hours. Sifli says you learn from the same Pasuk two things. You learn from the same Pasuk. The Pasuk that he brought here. Why you listen this Erev? So you learn. Why you listen this Erev? So you learn two things. You learn that a if you first see if you first see a, a seminal emission. And then you see a zav. It does not count as a zav. And that the Torah only teaches us by a Jew, not by a goy. So even if a goy, right before he converted, he had a seminal mission, and then he converts and sees a zav, he does become common. It's considered the tumma of a zav. And then we also learn the opposite that if first he saw a zav, and then he had a seminal mission, that the seminal mission has the same severity of impurity. As the Zav. That even if he doesn't touch it, even if he just carries it, it also imparts impurity. Okay. Learn the last Mishnah, and then we'll stop there. The Gemara will make the Siyam and Mishnah Hashem out of Pesach. Look, the Hilkim Mishnah knows that Roy Shmuel was a Nazir, according to the opinion of Rabbi Neroy. If someone says, I am like Shmuel, he becomes a Nazir. Because it says in the passage, it says that the Chana, Shmuel's mother, she didn't have children for many years, and then she vowed, she cried to Hashem, Hashem should give her a child. She vowed, if Hashem is going to grant her a son, no Moira will come upon his head. So Rabbi Neiroi learns a Moira is what is Moira? It says by Shimshin and that means he can't. It's referring to a razor. That Shimshin is not able to touch his hair. No Moira should come upon his hair. And it says by Chana also a Moira. So here also means meaning he became a Nazir. So too, so too, the murder that says by Shmuel also meaning that he's she promised he's gonna he's gonna Shmuel be a nazir, nazir, yeah, he can never 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 that right that he's not gonna touch his ear, he's not gonna cut his ear. Murder means a razor, no razor shall pass over his head. Moira means fear. No fear. Shmuel would have no fear of a human being. That's not referring to a razor. Moira leyala arishri means he's not going to have the fear of a human being. Moira, like fear. It has nothing to do with a uh, with a razor. Nothing to do with a nazir. So I'm responded to Rabbi Yosi. We see he did have fear. When Hashem sent Shmuel 
to anoint David Amelech after he soured on King Shaul because he didn't listen to Hashem and he kept that gog alive and he kept the sheep alive, his animals alive to offer as a sacrifice to Hashem. So Shmuel said, how can I go and anoint David Amelech? Shaul is going to kill me. It's, it's rebellion against his kingdom. Mm-hmm. So we see that he was afraid. So if he can't say, he won't have any fear. Because he did have fear. So surely a murder means a razor, that he's going to be a nazir. Even though Shmuel's Naziris is different than, than Shimshin's Naziris. Shimshin's Naziris, Shimshin is only on the hair. He's allowed to contaminate the dead. Versus Naziris of Shmuel is, is like a nazir oilam. And Shimshin was never allowed to cut his hair, ever. A nazir oilam is allowed to cut his hair every 12 months. But nevertheless, we learn murder from murder. That murder means a nazirus. It means a razor. Murder will leave till the siyam. We'll make it out of Pesach on Wednesday, Mitzvah Shem. And the question is, what's the connection between the Gemara and the Mishnah? The Gemara talks about something that has nothing to do with the Mishnah. Yes, it's Rabbi, Rabbi Nehoi. But, um, and Rabbi Yaisi, a discussion between Rabbi Yaisi and Nehoi, but what does it have to do the same people, but what does it have to do with, with, with Nazir and Nazirus and discussion in the last mission? Mazel Tov, everyone, have a wonderful day. Yeah, to begin tomorrow with Hashem's help, we start Masech the Saita.